the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Hi, I'm Rob Black talking money, investing more. Welcome in. Welcome up. Welcome. Welcome to the stock market. Welcome to the moon. Welcome to money. Trying to get you to retirement. At one point in time, it was trying to help you beat the markets. And then you started learning like a lot of people weren't doing some of the small things, right? Like saving in 401ks, 403bs, 457. So the message has tweaked ever so slightly through the years. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton, who just celebrated a morning show of his own, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Um, how you doing, Mr. Burton? Good. I don't know about celebrated. <laughs> but, but thank you. You did, you did a nice job. No, thank Big you. Big retirement it's, it's, you know, it's income. Fun. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. It's, it's your show. <laughs> thank you. I'll wait. Big retirement income strategies and estate planning seminar coming up on the 8th. That's seven days from now. Crown Plaza Foster, Hotel Foster City. Um, we don't get often there. That's right off 92 on the bridge, right during drive time. There's a bar if you want to get there early and lube up. Um, but it's going to be wealth and income in retirement with CFP Chad Burton. Uh, people can find out more by going to chadburton.com, newfocusfinancial.com. Use code radio25 when signing in to get in for free. Now, Mr. Burton, let's talk about some of your financial issues that would be brought up at an event like this. Um, what do we need to know as far as... Um, market shocks, because I think February was a shock for a lot of people. Yeah, and that wasn't even a real correction. It just the difference was it came pretty quick, and it hadn't been there for a while. We'd had such low volatility, um, and then it was gone, right? People already kind of forgot it almost happened. But I, I think the real issue here is that withstanding shocks in retirement, market shocks, is going to be more important because... It's only a mistake when you have to sell. Typically, if you buy good assets, the only time you make mistakes is when you have to sell those assets in order to live. You know, pay your mortgage, pay for food, pay for your utilities. And so you have to have a plan to be able to get through stock market corrections. They happen, you know, pretty regularly every five to seven years. We get the 15 to 20% correction, so we're well overdue for one. And they're fine. For younger people, they're huge buying opportunities. For older people, they can create disasters if they're overweight in equities. And I was thinking back, you know, in August, it'll be 25 years of the business. And when I first got into the business, the weightings for people that were 65 years old, planning to live till, you know, 86, 40% stock, 60% bonds, plus some cash. That was a typical weighting, Right. Back then, it was take your age, take 100 minus your age, and that's how much you should have in stocks. So if you're 60, you know, 100 minus 60 is 40. That's how much people would have in stocks. And rates back then on bonds were north of 6%. So their income on bonds was north of 6. CDs were 4 or 5%. Fixed annuities were 5 to 6%. And the income was pretty steady. 
I mean, now we get through this point in time, and the average retiree has over 60% in stocks. And they're living so much longer, Rob. I mean, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to see more and more people living well past age 100. And so if you're overexposed to stocks and you have more longevity because of healthcare advances and you are forced to sell every time there's a market correction because you don't have a strategy in place, good luck. You're going to have a lot of people that are living past 100 years old that are dead broke. So um, you really have to come up with a plan in retirement. Okay. And what if you don't have a plan in retirement? Is it is it okay to be a little naive and say, I'll just work a couple years longer? Um, because that's actually not a bad plan for a lot of people. Keep working. No, I think I think one of the best plans that people could have is say, okay, I, I need to transition to retirement. The people that get forced into retirement are the ones that really have problems. Or if they, they focus on an age, I'm going to retire by the time I'm 60, I'm going to save, 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 and I'm going to just quit and walk out the door and I'm 60, and then they're bored out of their mind. And then they start looking at their portfolio way too much, and then they start trying to outthink the market, and they get stressed out, and it's a horrible, horrible plan. So part of transitioning to retirement is to get to know yourself, what drives you, what's going to get you out of bed, whether it's volunteer or a second career. I mean, we've got a guy, Brad Stacy, that's been with us for 10 years as of yesterday, and it was his second career. So... Um, he was in one industry and switched, fell in love with the financial planning industry, and, and that's his second career. Now he's going part-time um, as he doesn't really want to fully retire. And so he, he's happy as complete. He's going to play more golf next year and still be a financial advisor, and he's loving life. So it's a great plan to just keep working. So I'm seeing today that Equifax has found an additional 2.4 million Americans impacted by the 2017 breach. Anything that you want to hit the tie on that would tie into a retirement income strategy, wealth preservation idea, and identity theft? Well, that's one of the things we talk about is some of the expenses that you have to you know, really sit down and do some homework on what are your expenses. And we definitely recommend identity theft protection services, not only that help monitor, but I mean, the monitor is easy. You can use credit karma or whatever you want for free to monitor, but something that fixes the problem should something happen, and it will happen sometime in your life. So that's part of your expenses. But still, if we stay on the topic of how to get through market shocks, the reason why you want to have two to three years worth of portfolio draws in cash so you don't make that mistake where you're forced to sell. If you have two to three years worth of portfolio draws, and I'll, you know, I talk about at the event how to calculate that in cash, you never are forced to sell when the market cracks, plus you have a certain amount of income. You might need to look at no-load annuity options in order to take 20% of your portfolio and have it in a stream of income that you cannot outlive. I'm not talking about loaded annuities that you buy from banks or giant brokerage firms. I'm talking about no-load options. Um, and different ways to fight inflation, whether it's rental properties that have the ability to increase rent, um, different types of investments that are tied to commodities that tend to go up with inflation. If you're going to be alive for a long time, you need to have sources of cash, income, and the ability to fight inflation. I hear you. Anything else that you're working on right now? We know that your podcast is out there. People can find you at newfocusfinancial.com. They can meet you March 8, 630 to 830, Crown Plaza, Foster City. People can get more information at newfocusfinancial.com. Use code radio25 to get in for free. But anything else you want to close on? You've got about a minute to 45 seconds. Uh, yes, uh, keep on the website, too, to look out for a webinar that we'll be doing that has to do with more self-employed retirement planning options under the new tax law. 
A lot of people have asked about that, so that's probably a pretty good idea. Thanks very much at CFP, Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. There's a list that you can sign up for, and you can be made aware of all the events that are coming up, but there's also a lot of really good downloadables. Um, We've worked pretty hard on that to make it good and credible. Um, A lot of good stuff for you to see. The Ten Pillars is there. Warren Buffett's quotes are there. Um, Just some good stuff to get off the ground, so to speak. You can find out more by going to newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Amazon's aiming to turn Alexa into a universal real-time language translator. That's pretty cool. This is the year of the digital assistants. Um, Last year, we talked a little bit about how they're going to start cracking through. And um, machine learning is going to become a little bit more. Notice your phone, like, hey, are you going to the gym again today at 10 a.m.? And uh, if you do, then it'll last you the next day, and then it'll last you the next day. But Alexa doing real-time translating, that's pretty fun. Uh, cool trick. Enough to get into my, my circle of electronics? Probably not, but it's not a bad trick. Google's got something similar with their AirPods. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking money invested in more. February's gone. On to March we go. Beware the March divides. Um... President Trump's about to do something that has me a little on the nervous side. Jerome Powell's doing his testimony. We know what's going on there. But Trump is getting ready to announce tariffs. It's expected that he's going to announce tariffs today. Reports have indicated he put tariffs on steel and aluminum. A move would be part of Trump's broader push for protectionist policies. Um, This would be bad for the auto companies who are importing a lot of steel from China, cheaper steel. This would be good for the steel companies like U.S. Steel here in the United States in the short term. So overall in the economy, it could be bad because if we say we're going after steel and aluminum, uh, China could say, well, we're going to you know, stop buying phones and uh, whatever else you export, wheat. Tariffs on the metals would mark another step of the ongoing push for protectionist policies that helped Trump win the White House. The president has repeatedly thrashed free trade deals struck by his predecessors and has pledged to make trade more fair to the United States. The decision over tariffs has pitted globalist elements of the White House, like Chief Economic Advisor Gary Cohen, against more protectionist voices like his trade advisor Peter Navarro. Um, Retaliation from China, America's largest trade partner, could hit the U.S. economy hard. This is a big story, in my opinion. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Um, Other big stories of note, again, we're getting Fed Chairman Jerome Powell talking about his um, testimony on the economy, which he says is pretty good. And he thinks we could take standard inflation up to about 2%, and we're about 1.7%, which is kind of a far away from it at this point in time. So there's that going on. Kroger stopped selling guns to mostly buyers under 21 at Fred Meyer stores. Um, 
Yeah, some common sense coming into some retailing. Kohl's has tapped grocer Aldi as its first partner to sublet space and downsize stores. Um, so Kohl's, big department stores, trying to figure out what to do with their clothes and everything. And uh, they say Aldi is trying to break into the fresh grocery market in the United States. So they're kind of moving in the same space with each other. Equifax has found an additional 2.4 million Americans impacted by the 2017 breach. Basically, if you have a credit card, if you have a credit card or a social security number, you probably got breached. Equifax is saying that an additional 2.4 million Americans were impacted by last year's data breach. The, the number was they got partial driver's license numbers stolen by the attackers. Their names, unlike the original 145.5 Americans, had their social securities numbers impacted. Attackers were unable to get the state where the license was issued or the expiration date. Oh, man, right? Are you with me here against me? Just, oh, man. Oh. Women need to get one more degree than men to earn the same salary. That's always a sad truth in America. As much as we point to how much we're doing better, women earn 81 cents for every dollar earned by a man or a career that adds up. You're supposed to save 15 to 20% of your salary. You can already see that women are 20%, 19% behind. Lifetime earnings differential between men and women is more than $1 million when you pay someone 19 cents more per dollar. A woman with a bachelor's degree earns 61000 per year on average, roughly equivalent to that of a man with an associate's degree. The same rule holds true for women with master's degree compared to men with bachelor's degree. So you need one more um, degree position uh, than men. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. Ain't nobody got time greatest, for that. Greatest country in the world, or are we kidding ourselves at time? I I don't know. So that's all I'll throw out there. Um, there. There's an amazing investor named David Einhorn, and he's got this great career. And he started Greenlight Capital. Uh, Greenlight Capital went down 6.2% in February. A uh, fresh round of losses extended the hedge fund's decline in 2018 to more than 12%. I throw that out there because he's one of the greatest, you know, analytical investor minds out there. And he's getting spanked by the market. Um, the January, the S&P 500 had its best, you know, a month in two decades, and he was down. So um, he's underperforming. And in the, in the end, you as an investor could be better off with an S&P 500 fund, a Wilshire 2000, Wilshire 3000, um, a Russell 2000, 3000, excuse me, a Wilshire 5000, uh, a small cap value. Like you can piece together ETFs or index funds that are going to beat Greenlight Capital, I assure you, and they're going to do it for less costs. So not only did he lose people twelve percent, but he lost twelve percent plus fees involved. So that's unforgivable in my book. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um. What else do we need to know? Um, California has the worst quality of life in all 50 states. That's kind of interesting, right? Because we in California, we kind of love our state slash country, whatever you want to call it. Um, California came in 50th in ranking in all states by quality of life. The rankings considered metrics like air quality, pollution, community engagement, voter participation. Some conservatives celebrated the news on social media. Um... I, I agree with some of that. I really do. 
um, it's insufferable the driving. So, and I think it's a failed state on so many levels. Um, the costs are too high. So, um, I don't know. For me, the the worst part about it is social environment. You know, I think it's a compromising community engagement with you know, lack of social support and low, low, low voter participation. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, it's a day that, again, we're paying attention to Jerome Powell and his testimony. Uh, a lot of attention. We're seeing some side stories like Kroger raising the minimum age for buying guns. Equifax finding an additional $2.4 million impacted by the breach. But we're not finding a lot there. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Got a big seminar coming up March 8th. You can sign up for it by going to robblackshow.com and uh, using code RADIO25 to get in free. It's in San Mateo, Foster City, Crown Plaza, 630 to 830, next Thursday, one week from today. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. One of the things that I get on a regular question from people is, what should I buy now? And I never know because I don't know you. I'm not trying to be rude. But, you know, I added some Google and some Amazon at some point. I added some Apple. I don't mind the big boys, and I don't mind, you know, knowing that they're going to peter out and underperform at some point for sure. All stocks do. Um, but if someone needed bonds, I don't buy bonds. I, I have a disdain for them. Um, I feel like I'm too young. I feel like what you get for it is too little. So... I personally, that's me. That's not you. That's why I don't really give that advice often on air. Um, but when I do, I always try to contain it with, you know, for me, being under 50, where I am in my life, where the bond rates are, no thanks. You know, I can make an uh, exception for that, for sure. So you got to be careful. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. He talked a little bit about bonds this morning as well on his show, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., New Focus on Wealth. Chad? I go to an email from Mahendra. I'd like your suggestions on what bond areas to invest in on the fixed income side, given that interest rates will be rising. Right now, the money that is earmarked for the bond side of the portfolio is in cash for me. Should I do floating rate mutual funds, tips, bullet shares? What? Um, Good question. The bond side, by far, is the most difficult side to invest in right now, and it has been for several years now with historically low interest rates. You look all the way back to 2013 when we had that taper tantrum when interest rates all of a sudden rose on the 10-year Treasury very, very quickly. As much as they rose in the last couple of months, they rose just seemed like overnight, causing the stock market to pull back into correction mode because stocks don't like it when interest rates go too high. Because when interest rates go too high, it creates a conflict in some people, and those people tend to be older. Look at how many baby boomers we have. And baby boomers you know, today invest more into stocks than when I got into the business 24 years ago. 24 years ago, when I got into the business, a 65-year-old would be typically 40 or 50% in stocks, 
at the most, and the rest in bonds and CDs and things like that. Now it's the, the reverse of that. Because people will look at the S&P 500 and say, okay, well, the S&P 500 has an income of about 2%. A little while ago, the 10-year treasury was down 1.5%. Not quite that low. It, was, it, it went really quickly from about 1.9 to to uh, over to, boy, it was, that was a pretty quick change in rates. We've done it. I did a whole show not too long ago about this, but what happens is if you get the 10 year treasury at around three, three and a half percent, an older person says, okay, I'm going to take some of my risk off the table in stocks because now I can get 1% more in current income in a safe U S government treasury. And if safe government U S treasuries are yielding three and a half percent or so, then you might get four and a half, five out of a triple A rated bond with other companies. And so it creates that conflict where, okay, I'm going to pull some off stocks. Stocks take a breather and there's a bit of a shift into bonds. And that's very, very difficult. Also floating rate funds, or uh, those are basically funds that, uh, the, the interest rate's supposed to go, the rates will float up with the overall market because it's shorter term loans inside of the fund. The problem with a lot of those is that they tend to get very popular in a short period of time and trade at a premium. So you got to be smart enough to know when that happens. Tips, Treasury Inflation Protected Securities, those are bonds that pay a lower income, but the face amount, the value of the bond can be adjusted upward when inflation comes into play. Right now, it's kind of about a wash between what the inflation rate is and the reduction in current income. But they go through rolling periods where there can be major corrections. Look, here's the deal. This is what I do. I like to, not only in my tax-free bond side and my corporate side, but we own one really good unconstrained bond fund where the manager can kind of go anywhere. All right? So you look up the term unconstrained bond funds. I'm not going to tell you which ones to buy. I can't do that. But you look up the term unconstrained bond fund where the manager can go anywhere. That includes even having sometimes up to 20% in foreign bonds. But they also have the ability to hedge against rising rates. Okay? Let them. Bond traders tend to be a little bit smarter than stock traders. And believe it or not, you got to be swift when it comes to buying bonds because you get these rolling corrections. When you have an interest rate jump, there's certain areas of the bond market which can fall very, very quickly and create major opportunities. And major opportunity could be, you know, a 2% discount on a bond because bonds don't pay a lot. So you got to get, get those when you can. So you have to have a lot of buying power. So that means you want institutional managed bond funds. I do not like bond ETFs. I don't like them like institutionally managed bond funds right now. And when interest rates go way back up, at some point, it could be five, 10 years down the road, I like individual bonds. I don't really like bond ETFs. So an unconstrained bond fund, the manager can kind of go anywhere. If there happens to be something that causes a correction in tips, they can go buy a little bit. There can be some floating rate bonds inside of it. There can be some corporate, some Ginny Mays. They can kind of go anywhere. So I'll do a portion in that, and then a portion in a very conservative, well-managed core fund, where the manager, the, number one, it's an institution where it's not a lot of retail investors, 
Okay. I, the problem with a lot of bond funds that are very popular for retail investors, as soon as rates go up, all the retail investors panic. And it causes the bond fund managers to have to sell bonds to meet redemptions that they don't even want to sell, causing real losses. So I like to look for funds that are mostly owned by institutions, people that don't panic, professional money managers. And I'm talking about real conservative bond funds right now, the one where it's looking at kind of on the curve right around, you know, three to five year bonds, very short term. You still need those types of funds in there. And if rates go up on the Federal Reserve side, that's the overnight lending rates between banks, you might not necessarily see increase on the 10 year treasury. Um, you might have more damage in shorter term bond funds than longer term in some cases. So by allowing that manager to buy very conservative bonds at the right part of the curve, say the three to five year range right now, uh, you get into the bonds that will go up in value if the stock market corrects, because that's it, it's not just income. That's the way you want to own bonds. You you also want to own bonds because they act as a buffer for market corrections. So it's an interesting day because we have Chairman Powell getting his confirmation and um. You know, on what looks like full-term employment, what doesn't. He's talking to Congress and trying to hold their hands through. You know, is he going to get better in your district or not? Uh, he's going to keep his on script pretty much so as he did the other day. But today he's talking with the Senate Baking Committee, and it's been underway for about forty-five minutes. Uh, no major shocks to the markets at this point in time. Personal income came out this morning, led by a half percent increase in wages and salaries. Um, that's more inflationary than expected. So, um, elsewhere out there, claims the week ending February 24th, first time unemployment claims um, hit 210,000. Um, expectations were for about 227. That's the lowest level of initial claims since February, December 6, 1969. Um, the job market's fine. So, as long as the job market's fine right now, uh, the stock market's going to tell us when it thinks the job market goes bad. And stock market can tell us that by seeing inflation pick up with a 10-year treasury. It could see volatility pick up. People getting nervous. It could see um, you know, corporations announce earnings cuts. Maybe uh, they're, they're doing more hiring, so which is expensive. Biggest cost of labor uh, to a company is biggest cost of business is labor. Kohl's and Best Buy. Um, Impressive earning results. Kohl's is an interesting one uh, because they, they have something that I think Amazon doesn't. They have a shopping experience that kind of feels like a game. So you're like, oh my gosh, they got Polo Rafflin sweaters. Now let's see if I can find an extra large. And you're like playing a game to find one. And you see it was 120 bucks. Now it's down to 40 bucks. And what it really was, it was... $45, but one arm's longer than the other arm. And uh, they were like, well, the arms are long. It's, you know, straight. We could have charged full price, but we'll send this to TJ Maxx or Kohl's. And uh, that's the way it goes. So we're spending. That's good for Kohl's and Best Buy. Um, for Macy's, we've seen some pretty good numbers out recently. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Twitter, robblackshow. YouTube, robblackshow. Um, find me on uh, Facebook under Crown 4 Rob Black and find me online, um, Rob Black Show. You can sign up for the seminar coming up March 8th, 630 to 830 at the San Mateo Crown Plaza, 
Sign up at robblackshow.com. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Stock Talk with Rob Black. Black. Sweet. I've lost control. Sometimes doing the right thing can be incredibly complicated. I know that millennials like to put their money where their mouth is instead of buying processed food. They'd rather buy fresh food. I know that, you know, that's in the end a good thing. Um, support your local economy. I remember uh, <clears throat> in my early 20s, I dated a girl who she moved from Washington, D.C. to Pittsburgh, and I'd go visit her. And every car in every parking lot in Pittsburgh was American. They put their money where their mouth was. Their steel workers put their money where their mouth was. Now, through the years, Toyota makes maybe a better car and what have you. But putting your money where your mouth is is pretty powerful. Um, you know, there's talks about, you know, do you want to buy things that were only American-made? Or do you want to support, you know, uh, China, which doesn't have the best human rights record? But every time you buy something made in China, you might be putting money in a factory owner's hand that goes to suppressing women and children. The gets a little bit more complicated, like when you hear billionaire philanthropist Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates say, uh, new technology has killed people in a more direct way than how cryptocurrencies have, because cryptocurrencies are used to launder money and fund terrorist organizations. And yet, if you talk to a millennial today, they don't trust banks. They want to invest in cryptocurrencies. And they're the same ones who want to invest in fresh food instead of processed food. So sometimes even when you try, it gets a little bit complicated. So, you know, if you want to invest in you know, great American companies, are you going to invest in Lockheed Martin? They make things that will get us off the planet and save the world, but they also make things that can blow up the world. Same thing with Boeing. You say, man, do I want to open Boeing? Because like, every plane in the air seems to be theirs. So, But then you know Boeing also makes missiles. And do you go, I'm cool with that? Or does that, is that the one that bothers you? I don't think I have an answer for you on that. Amazon's going to spend $1 billion to acquire smart doorbell startup ring. Um, getting in the hardware inside your home, Amazon linking that to Alexa, making Alexa more linked to things in your home. And then you just say, Hey, Alexa, buy this and this. And, uh, it's a smart, it's a smart play. What well, is it worth it? That's another question. Billion dollars. Is it worth it if it's not even cash? Because it's just money. It's their stock that's swelled. Snapchat downloads surged after its redesign. Despite massive criticism of the changes, Snapchat's average growth in the first time installs was up 55% week on week. Oh, snap. That's good news for Snapchat and their dancing hot dog. Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak said he had $70,000 in Bitcoin stolen from him. Um... That's pretty interesting to me, because you look at Wozniak, and I don't know, he doesn't come across as 
like Steve Jobs once had all the brains there. And that's just me being totally a jerk and basing it on, you know, how affable and lovable he is now. Um, but he had $70,000. So that's about, um, he said, I had seven Bitcoin stolen from me through fraud. Somebody bought them from me online through a credit card and they canceled the credit card payment. It was that easy and it was from a stolen credit card number. So you can never look back. So he's got scammed. So I guess it, what I'm trying to get at with that is if it can happen to him, it can happen to anyone. Apple's going big yet again. Man, are they should they be scaring Netflix? They um, hired director M. Night Shyamalan. He's going to create an original television show for Apple's online streaming service. He's had some misses and some hits. It's going to be 10 episodes long. It'll be written by British writer Tony Biscallop. It'll be a psychological thriller. Remember the sixth sense. Um, so Apple's had some kind of hits and misses. Carpool karaoke has been a miss. Not for lack of trying. Planet of the Apps was a disaster. So um, Apple hired the creators of Breaking Bad, and they've hired now M. Night Shyamalan, uh, trying to get some quality content out there. And uh, what should scare Netflix is I don't think Apple has to make money anytime soon. Netflix isn't making money right now. But there's always that idea that down the road, no one will compete with them, so they'll be able to raise prices. And I don't think Apple is being direct competitor here, but Apple could certainly buy their way into the um, content rental business. Uh, they could pick up a small little company called Disney if they ever want it to. Google said it's complied with about 43% of 2.4 million's right to be forgotten takedown requests received over three days. Most requests come from individuals, but a growing number come from celebrities and politicians. Google said it's complied with about 43% of the 2.4 million right to be forgotten takedown requests. Great Google Isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah. So if there's anything bad on you on the internet, you have a right to have it taken down. So that's out there. So we've got a lot going on right now. Uh, stock market uh, focused, hyper-focused on interest rates and the Federal Reserve. I think that tells you that there's a shift to a little bit more volatility. I don't think it's going to be by the dips all year long. I think there will be a correction. And if there is, it's great. Um, would it last more than five days? Maybe. Papa John's ends its role as the official sponsor of the NFL. On comes Pizza Hut. Let's trade one bad pizza for another bad pizza. I know, some of you like Pizza Hut. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.